Welcome to another teaching series from Pastor Reza Safa. For more information on Pastor Reza's teachings and ministry, please visit www.rezasafa.com. That there are two kinds of faith. I would like to divide this into two categories. The faith that was before resurrection of Jesus and the faith that is after resurrection of Jesus. Uh, in John chapter 4, in verse 48, Jesus said to him, Unless you people see signs and wonders, you will by no means believe. Again, in John chapter 20, you all, we read that story of Thomas was with, uh, wasn't with the disciples when Jesus appeared after his resurrection to them. But Thomas said, unless I see and I touch him, unless I see, I will not believe that he's resurrected. And Jesus came to him and he said, Thomas, in verse 27 of John chapter 20, he said to Thomas, reach your finger here and look at my hands and reach your hand here and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. And Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God, Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Now go over to John, the letter of John, 1 John chapter 1, epistles, epistle of John. 1 John chapter 1. Understanding what kind of faith they had, even the apostles, all the people before the resurrection of Jesus, their faith was based upon the five senses. We call him a sense faith. The faith that has to see, hear, touch, smell, and taste. Five senses we have. Unless they see it, unless they hear it, unless they taste it, and so on and so forth. They will not believe it. So their faith was based upon the actual event that they saw. They believed in Jesus because they saw the miracles he did. When he went on the cross, they lost their faith in him. Because they said, here we go. Our Savior is dying now. They didn't recognize that he was dying, being a substitution death for the sin of mankind. So their faith was not based upon the word, that's why they went in hiding. Their faith was based upon the actual visual, the physical realm. It's a physical, a I call it a natural faith. It's a limited faith. That's what mankind has. That's what all human beings have. A faith that is a limited faith. Look at what John says here in 1 John chapter 1. In verse 1 he says, he says, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled concerning the word of life. So you see here the kind of faith that John had before the resurrection of Jesus and all the apostles was the faith that was based upon the five senses. Now that's not the kind of faith that it pleases God. Now, how could they believe? Go over to Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10. In 
And in verse 10, Paul says, For with the heart one believes unto righteousness. Now this word heart, it's not actually the word, not talking about that muscle, that big piece of muscle that is on your left side of your chest. We call it heart that pumps blood. That's not what he's saying. That word heart means the centerpiece of your being. It's talking about the spirit of man. Peter calls it the, the man of the heart. Paul says that the hidden man, the spirit man, the real you, because we are born of God. God is what? God is a spirit. And so because we are born of him, then we are a spirit as well. But now, so he's actually saying with the, with the spirit one believes. How could they believe when their spirit was not born again? That's why everything in the Old Testament and before the resurrection of Jesus was based upon actual visual things. Are you listening to me? That's why in the day of Pentecost, they had to see the fire. Although Jesus had raised, but still is in the beginning of that renewal of that spirit of man. They had to see the fire to come upon each one. They had to hear the sound, a wind come inside. And so, so on and so forth. So their faith was based upon a sense faith. But the faith that is now, isn't that interesting? The word believe occurs about 100 times in the Gospel of John. 100 times is mentioned the word believe. I couldn't find it in my dictionary, the word faith in the Gospel of John. Apparently there must be a couple of them, but I couldn't find it. In other words, in the Old Testament, or in before the resurrection of Jesus, it was all, so you have to understand the difference between believing and faith. I saw a sign recently in the highway from one of the churches. It said, faith is a verb. But that's not true. Faith is a noun. Now, I know what they were trying to say, because they understand English better than I do. Faith is a noun. You don't say, I faith this. You say, I have faith. But you say, I believe this. So there's a difference between faith and believing. Believing is the actual process, is the correspondence process to that which you need. When you need something, walking to that thing is believing. Believing is a correspondence actions. Faith is possession of it. Having arrived, then you can say, I have faith. Faith is a restful thing. It's a gift that God has given a measure of it or the measure of it to all people, all believers. But, so in other words, when I have, let's say I'm believing for this podium because I don't have it, I'm believing God for it. Once I have it, then I have faith. I have arrived. Faith is a, although it's restful, is an incredible energizing force on the inside of us. Paul says some have been shipwrecked of faith. You know what that means? That means they used to be. 
how you used to be? They used to win souls. They used to pray. They used to give. They used to have time with Jesus and love on him. But their faith is inactive in them. It doesn't operate in them. It doesn't energize in them. You know, an energizing faith, because faith is in the word, is on a daily basis, something, it's like a cooking pot. It's cooking on the inside of me. I mean, I was sitting on the plane yesterday and I was exhausted. I had only three hours of sleep. But for three hours, I wrote about faith. For three hours, although my physical body was tired, my my spirit man was full of life. Revelation was coming out and I was writing as, as much as I could write in Farsi language. I'm writing in Farsi language about faith. And it was just, faith isn't energizing. That's what, that's what the book of Hebrews says, chapter 4, verse 12. The word of God is what? Active. Energizing. Quick. It's like a double-edged sword. It cuts. It, it goes through. It penetrates through the marrow, through the bones, through the muscles. I mean, it's, it's something is happening on the inside of you. A living faith produces life of God in us and through us. When you talk to somebody needy, something kicks on the inside of you called compassion. If you become numb to the needs of people, your faith is dead. It's, a, it's faith is there, but it's dormant. Dead is not a wrong, right word. It's a dormant faith. It's not active. You haven't given a, 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 a position to it. You haven't given a substance to that faith. You all know what I'm talking about? Some of you used to love win souls. Now you hardly tell anyone about Jesus. It's dormant on the inside of you. Number one, because you don't feed on the word. You read the Bible five times and then you know it all. You're the know-it-all man or the woman. And Jesus, it's irrelevant in your daily life because you are making it without him. That's the dangerous part. You know, blessings, if you cannot hand, handle it, it's dangerous because blessing can make you independent from Jesus. Power is dangerous because power can make you independent from Jesus. That's what pride is. Pride is power apart from God. You got the power, you know how it works, and you took it on your side without being. That's why Jesus, Bible says he was meek. When he walked to the pool of Bethesda, he only healed one person there. Why? Because the son can do nothing of himself. He was absolutely, although he had all the power on this planet earth, he was absolutely dependent upon the will of God the Father. He didn't go beyond that will. We go beyond it. Our preachers get a million dollars bank account. They go, they do whatever they want to do. The wife is in one city, have a church. 
The husband is another city having a church. So you, you just do what, what you want to do because now you got name, you got, you go to a city, 10,000 people show up. What do I need Jesus for? It's dangerous to have power without character, to have possibilities without personality. This is why I put more emphasis on character than on the gift. You will not impress me. I don't care how good of a preacher you are. I don't care how many miracles happens through you. You will not impress me till I see faithfulness in you. You show me faithfulness, you will impress me. You show your face every Sunday morning here, you will impress me. What, con what concerns me is the character. Because that's the root of everything, you know. You can have all of that glamour and gladder. But pers person of God in you. The person of Christ. Christ manifestation of God in you. I mean, I'm wondering how many preachers do we look at today and say, my God, God is in that man. God is in that woman. So we are missing something. So again, going back, going back to the basics. Because otherwise we will lose the sight of, sight of this. Now, nowhere, and you go study this, nowhere in the epistles Paul did ever write to the church and urge them to believe God. Nowhere. I've, I've, I've looked up and down that dictionary. I've got it on computer. I typed the word faith. Went through every instance of faith and believe. Nowhere Paul says to any church, have faith in God. Nowhere. Why? Because we already have it. How many of you believe in Jesus as your Lord and Savior? That means you have faith. See, we've been hearing so much teaching and offline teaching about faith. Faith has become a work. Go over to Hebrews chapter 4. And because it's become works, then it's dependent upon us rather than the work of Jesus. I mean, I even have to be careful. I'm, I'm, I'm checking my, my lingo because I, I, you know, I was born again in a church, and I just some of, I adopted some of the lingo I heard. This, this, for instance, I say to people, "God bless you, God bless you, God bless you." That's not biblical. It's it's not biblical. God bless you is not biblical. Even peace with, with you is not biblical. I want to show it to you, scripturally. Listen to what. Here the writer, which is, I believe it's Paul, says, in verse 3, he says, For we who have believed, or have faith, do enter that rest, as he has said, so I soar in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. Although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. So you see here, faith is a rest. Faith is a possession. I have it. It's mine. 
When we say, I have faith, faith in what? In Jesus, in his words. That means, now let's look at Paul, see what Paul says to the churches. Romans chapter 12, for instance. Go over to Romans chapter 12. This is so important. This will solve a lot of issue about healing once we get hold of this teaching. Romans chapter 12, verse 3, it says, I say though, through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. King James says the measure of faith. I could build the case on both situations. I don't know what it is. I've looked it up. I don't understand. Uh, my, my dictionary and the stuff that I have is limited to going to A and D and in whatever the case may be, God has given something to us called faith. God has dealt to who? Now, this everyone is not, I used to think it was everyone, every man, but it's not because in 2 Thessalonians, turn your Bible to 2 Thessalonians. I love that word, Thessalonians. Full mouth word. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 and in verse 2 it says, And that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men, for not all have faith. So when he says God has dealt a measure of faith, he's talking about believers. So every believer who's born again, born of God's spirit, born of the word of God, every believer has a measure or the measure of faith. There is something that is given to them, which is the same faith that comes from Jesus Christ. Turn your Bible over to 2 Peter. What kind of faith is it? It's not a man faith. It's not a sense faith. It's the faith of God. 2 Peter, chapter 1. Peter says, Simon Peter, a bond servant, verse 1, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have obtained like Precious faith. One translation says, equal value of faith. With us, by who? By the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Through the rightness of Jesus, through the relationship of Jesus with God the Father, he produced something in us through the new birth. This faith is the same quality of faith that was in Jesus himself because it comes from him. See, God gives the spirit without measure. So that which is in us is, was in him. We read it, 1 John chapter 5, verse 12. He who has the son has life. What life? That's a zoe. That's God's life. Jesus said in John chapter 10, verse 10, I have come that you might have zoe, God's life, eternal life. Now, part of that life is God's faith because God is, a, God is a faith God. He calls upon things that are not as though they were because that's a description of faith. Faith is the evidence of things not seen. God calls upon things that do not exist as though they were. He sees them before in existence and he calls upon them. So that which is in God, 
which was in Jesus has been by his righteousness imparted to us. Then Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 or 2 Corinthians chapter 4, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, in verse 13 he says, and since we have what? The same spirit of faith. We have what? We have the same spirit of faith. We have the same quality, the same nature of faith. Therefore, he says, because we have it, therefore we do what? We believe and we speak. So now, this same value of faith. Ephesians chapter 1, look at what Paul says to the church in Ephesus. He doesn't say, believe God. Brother, believe God for your healing. Brother, have faith in God for your healing. No. What does he say in Ephesians chapter 1, in verse 15? He says, Therefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints. Go over to Colossians chapter 1. All of these epistles, Paul talk about their faith. They have faith in God. Colossians chapter 1, in verse 3. We give thanks to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you since we heard of your, of your faith in Christ Jesus and of your love for all the saints. So you, you, say me, say I, I have faith of God. Now, as I said, some people, because they do not correspond to the word, their faith is dormant. Their faith is not active. And that's why Paul says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, 1 Thessalonians chapter 3. See, when we say something, when we read the scripture, we have to read everything that is concerning that matter so we don't isolate something out. See, up to that point that I read 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 2, that not all men have faith. I thought God had given a measure of faith to every man. And the moment they hear the gospel, that faith gets activated. But no, not all men have faith. So that faith is granted to us. Why? Because, again, we go back to Romans 10, 10. With the spirit, with the heart, spirit man, one believes. So faith is of the spirit. How can somebody who doesn't have born again in spirit, how can they believe God? How can they have faith in God? They have faith in the physical. If they see it, they agree with it. And when we say they believe, they agree with that. It's not a faith of God that doesn't have to see in order to believe. I said last night to the Lord, I said, Lord, I was cutting my head or cutting my hair myself. I, I got my own haircut. I did last night. I got one of these machines, you know, just machine haircut. So I said, I said, well, I was doing this. I said, Lord, I'd like to see you. Not that I need to believe it, because I believe in you, but I don't know how you look like. Okay, and then I start. I was answering myself. No, I was answering myself. My spirit was like, I said, okay, it doesn't matter really how you look like. I know you're here because I'm fellowshipping with you. But, but it would just would be good. <laughs> I was trying to 
come up because I was getting this word in me and I'm, and I'm, and I'm, I can't contradict it. And so I say one day and I answer myself. See, the word renews our thinking. The word renews our thinking. But here Paul says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 10, he says, night and day praying exceedingly that we may see your face and perfect or complete what is lacking in your faith. Now we could argue that there is no lack in the faith itself, that measure of faith that God has given us, but are we correspond, our actions following that which God has given us? All of you have it. But we do things that hinder that. We pay attention to ourselves more. I was listening to radio this morning on the way here, and this guy called in and was talking about how, oh, so many people are leaving the church because, you know, they're discouraged, they're disappointed. And I was thinking, get over yourself. Pastor hurt you? Good. Get over it. Your mama hurt you? Okay. Get over it. It's not about you anymore. It's people like people serve people. I go to that church because of the pastor. So if he mess up, then I'm not going to go to church at all. Okay. Okay. And then we build up this philosophy. Oh, the church is you and me and my dog and my cat and... So we build, before we know, the faith is dormant. It's dead. The devil has taken that faith out. It's not active anymore. You don't get up Sunday mornings, ah, I'm going to church, praising God and getting the word in me today. It's inactive. You get up and go, okay, uh, you push that button. Okay, it's good. Okay, it's okay. It's, raise the half of region. We've heard all that. Okay. Thank you for tuning into this series by Pastor Reza Safa. These audio broadcasts are made possible by the support and prayers of viewers like you. For more information on Pastor Reza's teachings and ministry, please visit www.rezasafa.com.